0: I'm your host, E.G. Andrews of GSrunacouch.com, and I apologize for not fulfilling that commitment for the past couple days. Um, for those of you who know, I do have a day job. It has been long and interesting hours this week. That's why I'm recording this at quarter to two Atlantic time, so this is still going to be... A Friday doubleheader for those of you out in Vancouver who are, you know, still awake celebrating the Canucks' triumph over the Blues, and the fact that they get to go to the next round and play the Vegas Golden Knights, congratulations, y'all. Still going to lose to my avalanche in the end, but hey, keep celebrating. Um, But yeah, uh, Wednesday was a hassle just all over the place, and I was exhausted. So I had to take that break. And then Thursday, as uh, followers of my Twitter know, I was looking after my 18-month-old niece for a lot of the day. Um, She got to see her first Blue Jays win uh, in the first half of the doubleheader. And then Thursday I had to come back, do more work. And yeah, it's just been tough to find the time. Honestly, um, but like I said, gonna make up for it. Going to do this episode as the first half of the doubleheader, and then our Fan Friday episode will serve as the second half. So be on the lookout for that. Um, tomorrow will be the fifth and final episode of the week. Uh, that'll go out hopefully sometime in the midday. Uh, we'll be talking about Anthony Alford's tenure as a Blue Jay. And what the other moves that they've made uh during this past week mean for the construction of the team, what they're trying to do. And how it may affect what they do moving forward. Um, but we're going to be getting more into that in the second half of the double header with our Fan Friday talk about should the Blue Jays be adding? What do you think of them? And... If I'm honest, if I recorded this episode on a Wednesday or a Thursday night, I would have still been pretty pessimistic about the Blue Jays. Because on Wednesday night, sure, they swept the Orioles. They're supposed to sweep the Orioles. It's nice they finally did that and got their first three-game winning streak of the season. But... Beating the Orioles is like a birthright at this point. If you can't beat a team that's still paying Chris Davis $25 million a year, you need to look at yourself in the mirror and figure out what went wrong. So, okay, you swept the Orioles. That's great. Got the Phillies coming for a double header. That's Bryce Harper. That's JT Real Muto. That's Reese Hoskins. So you think, all right, well... They'll, uh, they may split those games. But no, not only do they win the first one 3-2, manage to grind out a victory, uh, with the help of that bullpen. But then they have that stupid comeback from Zevin. No, that, and I use stupid in a positive sense here, in that it did not make sense. But then again, a lot of what the Phillies have done, especially their bullpen, has not made sense. It's why they are paying Boston to take Brandon Workman and Heath Hembry from that team to try and address their terrible as heck bullpen. So the Blue Jays scored seven in the sixth inning and ended up winning that game 9-8. So they sweep the doubleheader from the Phillies. But again, it's not a very good team. Their bullpen is a full two runs worse in ERA than any other bullpen in the majors. Their bullpen ERA is eight. Like, any pitcher with that kind of ERA would be DFA'd, but you can't DFA the entire freaking bullpen. So, that's what the Phillies are trying to do. They got Workman, they got Hembree, they got David Hale from the Yankees, too. So, they've been trying to figure things out. So, okay. Blue Jays then have a five-game winning streak. They beat the Orioles. They beat the Phillies. Four-game series against Tampa. Tampa has also won five games in a row. Just swept the Yankees. So it's like, all right, this is where the usual Tropicana stuff is going to happen. This is where, you know, the Blue Jays are going to be somewhat competitive, but they're not going to hit off Ryan Yarbrough. it's going to be like a 3-1 loss or something like that. I mean, Tampa was 4-2 against the Blue Jays coming into it. And then the Blue Jays actually play well, have a lead, and then lose it when Ryan Barucki has a breakdown. And again, it just seems to be every game, one Blue Jays pitcher is not going to have it. You don't know which one, but it's going to be someone, and this time the wheel fell on the lefty. So Tampa pushes things into extra innings, and then you're thinking, all right, well, they're 0-2 in extra innings against Tampa. So I guess here we go. Here's another loss. But then the Blue Jays actually score two runs in the top half of the inning because Cavambigio does Kevin Biggio things and hits a double to lead off. And plates Brandon Drury. And then they actually execute in that extra inning frame. Santiago Espinal gets a bunt down. Moves him to third. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. hits a fly ball. Sacrifice fly. Scores Biggio. Turned out that run was very important because Jordan Romano wanted to make things interesting just like Barucki. But eventually he managed to get the outs he needed and put down the Rays for a win. So now the Blue Jays have won six in a row. And it's been a while since I've been able to talk about them directly. Because as you know, the Tuesday episode was the one I did with Connor Newcomb of Locked On Orioles. That was kind of in the middle of that series and just teeing it up. So last time we talked, they were on a one-game winning streak. Now they're on six. So now you get to start asking the questions like, Alright, we thought this could be a playoff team. Are they really a playoff team? And, you know, I, I was cautiously optimistic going into the season that if they got the breaks going the right way, that they could do this. But they haven't gotten the breaks. They've been winning a lot of these games without their best player. And don't at me, because Bo Bichette is the best player on this team right now. He is on the I.O. with that knee sprain. They've been doing it without their young stud pitcher, Nate Pearson, who struggled through five innings of work and had to leave the game against Baltimore and is now on the IL and could be on the IL for the rest of the season. And they've done it without a lot of support from, from other guys in the lineup. It's been primarily three guys carrying the load for the blue jays it's been teoscar hernandez randall gritschuk and Gavin biggio Vladdy's starting to come in and boy did the blue jays need that lord is jr starting to come in blue jays need that too heck brandon drury has raised his average almost 100 points this week so what the heck do you make of this we were writing off the Blue Jays at the beginning of this week. They they were dead and buried. They were seven and eleven, and and just the doom and gloom was there. Bo Bichette was hurt. The pitching staff could not eat innings. The offense was still struggling. What the heck happened? I don't know if I really have a full answer. I mean, the offense has been hitting. That's been huge. Granted, they have gotten some really soft pitching staffs. But they stared their tormentor, Ryan Yarbrough, in the face tonight. And picked off four runs on him. All in one inning. And it wasn't just home runs. Although, you know... Oscar destroying a ball, and then Vladdy lasering a ball. That's right out of the Blue Jays playbook. But then they had timely hits and and smart base running. Um, they they got that that um they got that single from Gritchick that had no business being a single. And yet he was able to beat it out and score that fourth run and almost score a fifth run if Lourdes Guerrilla Jr. doesn't get his hand tapped by Michael Perez when he's doing that like barrel roll, matrixy, like Michael Phelps level swim move. I don't even know what to call what he attempted. But he got tagged out and it looked like that was going to be a very big run taken off the board when Jose Martinez hit that uh, two RBI hit off Barucci But, you know, the lineup essentially did what it needed to do. It gave the Blue Jays a chance to win this, and they did. And maybe it's just a matter of the Blue Jays finally getting those lucky bounces they weren't getting in games against Tampa Bay before, that they weren't getting against Miami or Atlanta or Washington Maybe they were finally starting to create their own luck and benefiting from it. There's probably a more scientific answer to this that I can try and delve into. But I don't know. I don't know if I want to explain it right now. I just kind of want to enjoy this run. I. The Blue Jays haven't had a winning streak like this in three years. They haven't had a winning streak this long since I started doing this podcast. And I'm almost at 400 episodes. As I mentioned in DC Lundberg's 100th episode today on Locked on Mariners. Still a ways to go to catch me, DC. Good luck trying. I don't know. There's probably a very good reason for this that I can go into. And I probably should because this episode's starting to get a little long. But you know, if you are a man and you want to go long, then you need to get in touch with the newest sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network, and that would be Roman. Roman, who you've seen at various sporting events. They have had ad space on NHL ice. Now they have ad space here because they are on a mission to make it simple and safe to talk about your problems with erectile dysfunction. And I know having a transgender lesbian as your spokeswoman, very smart move when it comes to erectile dysfunction. Just, I, I am an expert. Totally. But anyway, you know, usually when it comes to these conversations, you have guys like just I've ha- I've got a headache. I've got a long day. I'm I'm not feeling it like whatever, whatever, like. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. You get a real healthcare professional on the line. They can prescribe medication. It's totally discreet. You can do their free online evaluation from the comfort and privacy of your home. They will ship you medication with free two-day two day shipping. Just, It's a really easy process. You go to getroman.com slash xxx and complete an online visit. Um, so go to getroman.com slash to fill in those X's, and you'll actually get fifteen dollars off your first order of EV treatment. So, that's getroman.com/slash lockedonmlb. Getroman.com/slash MLB and get that treatment. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alright, so I think there is one thing that we can do to try and explain what's been happening this past week in Blue Jays baseball and why they've been so good. And it's not just the offense that they're getting out of specific guys that are that are finally starting to contribute. I mean, I have seen enough tweets about Brandon Drury to know that what he's delivered over the past couple of days is huge but it's pretty clear what is the biggest strength of this team right now and it is the bullpen and not just because it has a lot of people in it because there are 16 pitchers on this 28 man roster right now but no it's it's become clear that Even if the starters do not produce, which they haven't, really. Only Hyunjin Ryu has been able to go more than five innings. You can argue Matt Shoemaker could have done that tonight, the way he was rolling. But when your starters aren't producing, you need the bullpen to pick you up. And this bullpen has gone above and beyond what has been necessary for the Blue Jays to actually find... Some level and of success. And and they've avoided the blow-up. Like, yeah, I mentioned Ryan Barucky had a bad outing today. But Ryan Barucky also had a spotless ERA coming into this game. And even with the two runs charge with no outs, his ERA is still 235 on the season. Still very good from your lefty specialist. So I'm going to take that. That's fine. But tonight also served as a microcosm for just how effective it was. Even with Barucky having an off night, which he's had a little bit this week, the walk issues are starting to, to emerge with Barucky. He's got to get his control back. But then Rafael D'Aless comes in. He's walking a tightrope from the beginning, but he gets two shallow fly balls that do not give Tampa Bay that third run and give them the lead. Keeps them, you know in in the range where they can't score. And then gets the strike out of Michael Perez with the bases loaded to end a threat. And that's what DeLeese was called on to do in Japan for years, and he's finally starting to bring that over. Like if you look at his totals in the past few days, he's really started to settle in nicely. He's been spotless the past week after, you know, struggling initially. He's giving up too many hits. He's only given up uh, He's only given up the one all this week. And then you just keep moving down the line. EJ Cole, the latest in that minor league conveyor belt that the Blue Jays put out there getting these veteran relievers in. EJ Cole has had five innings of one run ball this week. Given up six hits, but he's only walked one batter. Sorry, he did walk a second batter tonight. I apologize. I'm, I'm hybriding statistics at this point. Still, Anthony Bass, who had that huge two inning outing against Baltimore. So he got the win for that. He's got a 238 ERA in a season. Well, he lowered it, actually. Like I said, I'm try—I'm trying to hybrid these stats without having things actually updated. But still, he—he he has been more than enough return for what he did. Um, for what the Blue Jays got him for, actually, which is nothing, 'cause they got him on waivers. Thomas Hatch came out, got his first career. Major League win tonight. He's had an ERA of zero all week in four and two-thirds innings. One run charge to him was unearned because the Blue Jays' defense has not been good. But it was good enough tonight. It was really good at times. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. nailing guys from the outfield good. And then, of course, the new breakout star of this Blue Jays bullpen, Jordan Romano. Gets the save tonight. He's got an ERA of 075 on the season. He's got 19 strikeouts in 13 innings. That slider is nasty. Joey Wendell is going to be seeing it in his nightmares all series long. And then, even besides those guys, they got like. Like, contributions from sources they did not expect. Wilmer Font, after initially being terrible in that Atlanta series, he's got an ERA of 180 over the last two weeks, struck out seven batters in five innings, and only walked one. That's a nice bit of control. That's a nice strikeout option in the early innings if you need it, as was proven earlier this week when... Nate Pearson need to be bailed out. Shun Yamaguchi, who was a punchline for the first little bit of Toronto. I know, I used them as a punchline. In the last two weeks, in four outings, totaling seven innings, he has a 129 ERA and 10 strikeouts. He has given up just three hits. He is looking like the pitcher the Blue Jays thought they were bringing over from Japan. He is getting acclimated. He's dropped that ERA down to 519. He was in like four digits. Same same with Wilmer Font. Font's got his down to nine. He's still got to work on it. But it's coming down. Even guys making their MLB debuts for the Blue Jays. Julian Merriweather comes out during that doubleheader. 28-year-old rookie. Come back from multiple Tommy John surgeries. Has the weight of the of the expectations of the Blue Jays fan base of, of being a non-entity acquired for a former MVP in Josh Donaldson. He pitched an inning and a third clean with three strikeouts against the Phillies. You, you can't ask for a lot more than that in in your debut gave up the one hit. It was a single, so it didn't really matter. This Blue Jays unit has been electric. It has defied expectations. Yes, they have had those rough outings. The ERAs of Wilmer Font and Shun Yamaguchi reflect that. But as a unit they are still terrifying to deal with, and they go deep. Like we said, Hatch can give you multiple innings. Barroky theoretically multiple innings. Merriweather multiple innings. Yamaguchi multiple innings. Anthony Bass going out there for two innings. He never does two innings. He's been a one-inning guy his entire time in MLB. But he looks at Charlie Montoya's like, "Yeah, I got another inning for you." It's remarkable watching this, and and knowing that as long as that bullpen is out there. They're going to keep the game alive. They're going to keep the Blue Jays close. They're going to give them a chance to make these comebacks from 7-0 down. To win games they have no earthly business of winning. And that's what makes it feel more special. That's what counters the despair that was the first section of the season for the Blue Jays when the offense obliterated any hope of, of turning a loss into a win. Now that hope is there. And it's only gonna grow. Bo Bichette is, if he comes back, hopefully the knee sprain is as minor as he says, but if he comes back, that's gonna be as good as a deadline addition for the Blue Jays. And then things are gonna start getting really scary for the rest of the ALEs, cause if they can beat the Rays, then they can do that to the banged-up Yankees. They can do that to the selling-off Red Sox. They can do that to the Orioles. They prove that. And they have seven more games against them. Feeling a lot of faith in this team. It's a nice feeling. Anyway, I hope to continue sharing it with you uh, through the remaining episodes of this week, at least. Uh, just a reminder, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, you can do so at Locked on, J's on Twitter and Facebook. You can do so on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You do not miss an episode, especially when I have to do late night doubleheaders because my work life is crazy. And just a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. Um... And just a reminder, if you want my thoughts on the whole Tom Brenneman situation, you know, just wanna, wanna bring up the memory of a rather popular announcer just casually dropping a homophobic slur on live TV. I wrote a piece about it that came out today at com. Yes, I am still a writer. It's... It's rare I get the time, but on Thursday night, I stayed up until four a m doing the research and putting my thoughts in order, and I got that out today, and I've been so thrilled with the responses I've gotten and um, yeah, check it out if you if you haven't yet, I guess I still got it, so yeah, we will be back immediately with the fan Friday edition, so until then, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to tonight's episode. And y'all take care.